Hey, Saucy But Sweet fam. You may remember last season, we had an episode called Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are, where I was joined by the incredible Fifi Frimpong to discuss Meg the Stallion and the traumatic experience she went through back in 2020, where she was violently assaulted by Tory Lanez. That situation transformed her life forever, but in my eyes, also transformed the hip-hop scene. Few artists truly stood by her side and defended her. It felt to me as if the music industry was choosing a side by choosing silence. I wanted to use my platform to stand with her, not just as a black woman, but as a human being who is standing against gun violence. Recently, Tory Lanez was found guilty by the court of law and is awaiting sentencing. He was convicted of three felony charges. Although there are still fans of his who are supporting him, no matter what, many of us see this is a win not only for Meg, but any woman who has suffered from violent physical abuse at the hands of a man. For anyone who has experienced abuse and who may not feel comfortable reliving this conversation, it's totally okay if this episode is not for you, or if you choose to come back to this episode at a later time. But for those who will continue to listen, sit back, because we got a lot to unpack. You are now listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson, a podcast where nothing is off limits, where we talk about everything from romance, sex, pop culture, and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and enjoy an unfiltered time where we keep it sweet and always saucy. I am so glad to have Shanika Sharp joining us once again. So, hey, Shanika. So at this point, I think you're an honorary Saucy But Sweet with Alan McPherson guest. I think we need to send you a certificate in the mail. Because <laughs> you've been on so many times. Have I become an alumni? You're an, an alum. official? You've been on more than I think anyone. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, for real. And to everyone listening, I have a sore throat, so don't come for me. I'm not on crack. I don't do drugs. <laughs> this is just my voice right now. <laughs> So just letting everyone know that. Um, So how are you doing? How has the end of 2022 been for you? Because by the time this comes out, it'll be 2023. So how has your holidays been, the end of the year, all that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like 2022 in general, honestly, I feel like there were two years in this year, like from January up till probably April, May was like one year. And then from like May until now has been another. And compared to the first part of the year, the la- this last part is definitely smoother, definitely easier. This has been a year of transitions, yeah. changes, being mm-hmm. accustomed to that. And as a person who is a huge recovering perfectionist, <laughs> it's it's difficult to accustom to change and accustom to like standing up for yourself and being having boundaries and all these things. And that was a big theme for me this year. So yeah. this end of the year holiday season has been very, very calm, <laughs> very, very restful. Being with people that surround me and uplift me with love has been a very big theme this this month specifically. But compared to the rest of the year, <laughs> this is very calm. So I'm happy. I'm very happy. Awesome. Yeah, I think this year too has been not without its challenges, but overall has been an extremely transformative year for me and just the friendships I've built and just the the strength I have that to really work on my personal growth, which is so hard, right? It's so hard to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. But this has been, 2022 was very transformative and I'm looking forward to reaping the benefits in 2023. Truly. What are some things you're looking forward to in 2023? 
2023. So I made a word, not made a word, but I chose a word for 2023 because I decided to end the whole thing with resolutions and whatnot. They just never fit for me. So this year, my word is action. Ooh. Right, right. I just want to be able to put action to the things I'm going, I'm saying I'm going to do to at least give an honest try to things that I want to do and not have perfectionism stand in the way of that. So this, for 2023, I'm honestly looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to this year being my year. I hate, yes. it's so cliche, but truly I do feel like 2023 is definitely a my year moment of me reaping all of the work and all the grounding stuff that I've been working on this year. I'm reaping the rewards and benefits for the following year. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And like, also a big thing I talk about on this podcast is sex and relationships, which could be the biggest of our sufferings, right? Like if you don't, if you don't date right and yeah. you make a lot of mistakes in dating and all the things I talk about, actually in the first episode of the season, I'm going to be talking a lot about that, the sufferings that have come from dating and stuff of 2022. And just like what you've learned from that, you're reaping the benefits next year because you're not going to be fucking with these, these, <laughs> you know, losers out here. You're going to be bringing <laughs> in the best possible. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And the dickmatize, that might be something to really work on because that might still Ooh, happen every okay. man. But Ooh, <laughs> we're doing the work. Truly. Oh, man. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a psychological thing. I need to go to therapy for it. Okay? <laughs> Book a few sessions for me as well while you at it. <laughs> and, that's, and that's just the facts. Exactly. No, I truly feel like I've been talking to all of my s- single friends and whatnot, and they have been telling me, this year has been the worst year for dating in general like from the apps to the in-person to the bars to everywhere it's been awful oh man (laughs) oh no (laughs) the apps not the apps now not the apps that brings me to my next question what has been the biggest lesson for you at the end of 2022 that you were like whoa i really learned this lesson and i'm gonna reap the benefits in the next year like what has been the biggest thing for you oh my biggest lesson has been oh I probably have two honestly the first one is um boundaries are your friend and that lesson has been like I didn't realize how bad I was with boundaries until this year and I thank god for therapy (laughs) because that's when I started therapy in January and she taught me about like how friends can cross boundaries Mm. people you've just met a day before can cross your boundary um family can cross your boundaries and i as a human being have the right to protect myself by stating here's what i will accept and here's what i won't accept and that was really a big lesson that i I learned through my therapist through hard work and myself and whatnot yes that boundaries are my friend they're here to protect me they're my security blanket and i shouldn't look at them as like the enemy or me being a bad friend or a bad person to another person Mm -hmm. because if i'm accepting their disrespect by crossing my boundary then i'm becoming a bad person to myself yes so that's a big one um and then yeah and then the second one it's i think it is hmm, how do i word this family can be found anywhere And Mm. what I mean by this is that I've realized beautiful, intelligent, wonderful beings who are willing and able to lift me up when I need it, who are willing and able to listen to me when I'm at the highest of highs and lowest of lows, and that people who 
aren't willing to do that for me, I don't have to accept them into my life. And I think that was a big thing for me too this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, biggest lesson. Yeah, th- those are really good lessons I've learned. I think for me, it's boundaries, boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries, and standards. There are some standards that are non-negotiables, mm. and you don't need to always explain them. If someone is not meeting you where you're supposed to be, and you and they mm-hmm. know better, you know, sometimes also, for me, when it comes to relationships, I really had to learn boundaries and standards. And, you know, compromise is okay, but don't do all the compromising and the other person to sit there and do whatever. You know, there has to be st- solid um, boundaries and standards and that's something I'm taking with me in the new Mm. year and yeah that'll hopefully change the outlook of a lot of things that have happened yes I love that you mentioned I love that you mentioned um standards because I feel like and I was just listening to uh, another thing earlier but they were talking about how black women and this is probably going off on another tangent but they were talking about how black women um Usually when they are hitting closer to 30, there's this expectation that they have to lower their standards so that they're not single anymore. Rather Mm. than versus like a black man who either has the same standards or just doesn't think about the standards at all. That doesn't change for them. But that's a constant thing for black women that we have to lower our standards, even on a physical attractiveness level, personality, whatever, just so we don't have the single attached to the name. Which is crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah, that's something, too. Like, a big lesson that women should just learn, it's okay to be alone. And, but it's not okay to be miserable just to have a partner. Right? And we all, we've all been, society has pushed on us that you're more valuable if you have a ring on your finger. Mm. If you have a husband, if you have a boyfriend. And we have to do the rewind. Unfortunately, we have to do the extra work to unwire our brain. Because we're all wired to think like that. Exactly. And... When we get to the point where we can really do that work, oh man, these dudes out here, they can't get away with nothing when you really believe that. <laughs> no, true. 2022 has been a year of some good dick bad men. <laughs> I'll say yes. that. Oh my God. That should I'm be the so name happy. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there know, we go. Let's just keep it real. I made it clear on as a host that I'm single. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, you know, Allie got to get her some. Okay. All right. Okay. Every mm. itch needs to be scratched. <laughs> and that's a fact. Use it before you lose it. I'm 20. I'm going on 27. Okay. Now. I'll be 27 Mm-mm. by the time this comes out. But, um, yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So now, you know, let's get into it. Um, Justice was served for Hot Girl Meg, finally. Tori was convicted of three felonies and could face a maximum sentence of more than 22 years in prison. What were your thoughts when you heard that? Because I was in shock. Good shock, but shock. Oh, it was it was a great shock. I was, I was elated. And I was elated in terms that I felt that Megan finally got some level of peace. You know, we don't know Megan on a personal level. We just see her as this amazing artist, talent, visionary, great person on social media that's what we see her as but then to hear that she was hurt then to have that hurt be turned into jokes and then have those jokes be turned into bars into in music and whatnot it made me as a black woman hurt for her because here again another example of a black woman saying hey this person hurt me but instead of protecting that woman 
we decided to go with the man who got arrested that same night with a gun charge because he had a gun possession on him. So it's just like, it doesn't make any sense that, again, once again, black women are on the bottom of the totem pole. Mm. So when the, the announcement of her, of Tory Lanez being, you know, charged, I was, I was excited. I was elated. And there may be some, you know, ideas like, oh, we're excited because a black man's going to jail. No, that's not the thing. It's accountability. Accountability is here. You know? So when he, yeah, and when he was going off before this was released that he was charged, he went on dissing Megan Thee Stallion, exactly. putting blatant lies in his music, stating how, why are you lying about this? I never hurt you, da da da. When there is physical proof of, that she was shot by him and it just it just makes it's, it just hurts to see wow. it hurt to see her get gaslighted so publicly that hurt a lot but i was i was i was happy when they, the announcement came out i was grateful that megan finally was able to sleep well tonight hopefully you know yeah and you know I, when i spoke about this case in the episode last season come out come out wherever you are i just was really disgusted by the situation um as i am now but I feel so much more hope that this man can't go on abusing other women. Because best believe if he could do it to her, he has done it to his exes. He could do it to another woman. Mm. I know August Alsina came out and said that he was abused by Tori. Which we still don't know if that's true. But I, I do believe it because he showed his face. And like I'm like, why would he just yep. randomly lie about this? And we see he has a violent history. And so I feel like it helps. Mm-hmm. It keeps him off the street. Um, and, you know, I spoke about how so many in the hip-hop community have kept quiet and barely spoke out for me. And what were some of your, you know, what were some of your thoughts at that time? Because that has pissed me off mm. to the fullest. My good, my, my guest, Fifi Frimpong, and I talked about this on the episode. Because it was just crazy how no one seemed to say anything. No, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was disgusting, to be quite frank. It was disgusting that... Here are these people who were right behind Megan Thee Stallion when she was on that let's let me ride the boat wave, you know, Hennessy in the hand, all that stuff. They were right on mm-hmm. her. But when this mm. woman gets shot by this man, this you know, leprechaun, <laughs> gets shot by this leprechaun, and no one has the nerve to say anything to be like, hey, this is fucked up. What are you doing? That made me upset because here's this woman who's done so much for the hip-hop community in such a short amount of time. Let's really think about it. She's only been really big for a few years now. And she's made such an impact, especially when it comes to black women. Yes. And these rappers see it. These Mm. male rappers, they see that. They want the audience that she has. But then when she gets shot, you don't want to say nothing? Nothing? Mm-hmm. But if your homeboy gets shots down the corner, you on your Instagram story saying like, "Why this happened to you?" It it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. It hurts. It really hurts. Oh yeah. When it's the men in the community, they all, "Oh my god, you good, you good." Whatever. Right. And, but when it comes to her, it was like whenever she was brought up, it was like in a joking manner, you know, and kind of like with uh, you know, Drake rapped in the song with Twenty One Savage and Circle Loco, the words. This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She doesn't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Like, it was a play on words, but it was like, why is that how we talk about the situation? Drake is the corniest man alive. What? <laughs> you know? Like, it's, oh my gosh. And it's so crazy, because when I heard that song, I heard Circle Loco, and I did not even hear that bar until I saw an article 
and someone said like put down the lyrics and I was like get out of here what is wrong with this man because it was so crazy a few what a year ago or so they were taking photos together like they seem like honky dory whatever you know drake loves houston he loves representing houston in a sense like as a second home but then when she gets shot you're gonna use that situation that painful traumatic situation for clout really just to raise your numbers up for a bar come on yeah you know why why is it so difficult for black men to protect black women in public, you know, especially in the rap industry. You know, when men rap about women, it's typically, you know, in a sexual manner. Yo, she got good tits, she got good ass. Uh, uh, uh. You know, but when it comes to doing it in a protective manner and, you know, talking about women's rights or the fact that women are abused by men so often, mm. you know, it's never, it's never in a rap. It's never brought up. And this conversation, this situation really should have stirred up a conversation about how we talk about black women and protect black women. And it totally did mm. not. It was a missed opportunity from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity for men and women to come out and talk about this in a real way. They just slid, like, left it alone, made little jokes. Joe Budden is over here talking about home. I never liked Meg anyway. He recently was... And he, let me tell you, Joe Budden, trash. Trash. But, mm. again, using his platform to in a way, defend Tory Lanez because you're not talking bad about him mm-hmm. for shooting this woman. Unreal. Unreal the missed opportunity this has been. I think that black men, or yes, black men view black women as transaction, transactional devices. And what I mean by that is that if we're not looked at by in a, in a way that they can get something out of us, then we are jokes. We are less than human. We are carpets to walk on, essentially, right? So once we don't have that thing that they can get from us anymore, then it's like, okay, I don't have anything to do with you anymore. It's done. So I think once people saw that Megan got shot by Tory Lanez, they saw, okay, well, she's not the Megan Thee Stallion drive the boat girl anymore. She's not the sex symbol anymore. She now has to become a victim, and because now she's a victim, it kind of loses the sex appeal that black men were so excited for when she came onto the scene. Now they look they had to look at her as this person who was a human being rather than a sex object. And that's very difficult for black men to do, especially in the music industry. Yeah, very hard. And it's just unreal, you know, and also, 50 Cent, I want to put it out there because I know I was calling out Joe Budden. 50 Cent also made a joke not too long ago. And 50 Cent is the type to do that. He he loves dogging on black women. He loves it. He loves, you know, being the douchebag that he is. You know, 50 Cent is not a good man. And again, these men are just showing their ass. This situation just showed me who they all are. And I'm like, how would you feel if it was your daughter in that situation? Or your niece? Would you be making those jokes? Yes, I bet you you wouldn't. They would never. They would never. And when Megan Thee Stallion went on Gail King a while ago to talk about this situation, I felt so bad for her. I felt so, like, she needs to heal. And I really, I pray and I hope, I really do that she, she heals from this. That she finds some form of healing from this, whether that be through her family, her friends, whatnot. Like, this woman has been through a lot. Let's really recount, like, she lost her father at a young age she lost her mother as she was going up into the music industry and then she gets shot and then betrayed by her best friend who was there as well 
Like, that is a lot for one person to freaking take. And then you're expecting her to be this perfect victim as well on top of that? That's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's outrageous. And it would never be asked of, of, a, of a white woman. It would never be asked of them. Yeah. And I know she mentioned also on trial, I know the big thing was, was she sleeping with Tori? Was she sleeping with Tori? Which doesn't matter. But she admitted that she was sleeping with him, but that she was embarrassed to admit it because she's like, the fact that somebody could, like, that I'm with could shoot me. You know, like, it was, so that's why she had never come out before. But she shouldn't have had to come out. You know, she was dealing with a heartbreak from that because this is a guy that she really liked or whatever, shot her, abused her, her best friend betrayed her. She don't have anybody. And then Kylie Jenner, let's put this out here. Kylie Jenner, like, unfollowed her and admitted it happened. What? I didn't know that. She could say the party was at Kylie's house, as you know, where they were before he shot her. They were at Kylie's house. Apparently he was flirting with Kylie, whatever was going on. She, like, unfollowed the both of them. She, like, wanted no, nothing to do with it. And I'm like, girl, you wouldn't check up on your sis that came to your house and got shot. That shows her true colors, too. It does. Because Kylie, it was her event, her, I mean, party, whatever, at her house. And the thing is, like, you, that, again, black woman becoming transactional in the face of black men and white people in general. If they don't have anything to offer, then there's no point in having them around. And Megan the Stallion, once she got shot, she wasn't the party girl anymore. So therefore, Carly dismissed her. Like, she hasn't said anything about the case, even though it happened right by her house. And that's disgusting to me, because again, it provides the fact that once black women have nothing to provide for these people, then it becomes a thing of like, okay, then I'm just going to discard you like trash. Just insane. And I think Kylie wanted to, like, protect her image, too. It's like, oh, no, I'm not part of that. And I'm like, well, no, you hang out with those people, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, lo- you love to be black when it's going to be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, these are the same people. Wow. Like, it just... It just was so telling, right? Blackness was a convenience for her. And I really hope this showed Meg who really is in your corner. You learn that lesson the hard way sometimes. few months, I have been steadfast on going to nail salons and either getting extensions or just adding nail polish to my nails. We all know that can do so much damage to your nails. Not gonna lie, they are not in the best shape at the moment. If you're anything like me and love getting your nails done, but are on the lookout for products that will hydrate your nails and leave them looking and feeling the best they can be, then Sundays is the perfect nail care wellness brand for you. Each product is non-toxic and vegan, not to mention it will leave your nails feeling refreshed and ready to go. As you know, we're all out here trying to enjoy a hot girl or hot boy summer, so we need to make sure our nails are in tip-top shape. Clean beauty products are the best form of self-care. What are you waiting for? Log on to sundays.com and for a discount on your fave nail polishes, serums, and hydrating products, use the code ALLYVENUE, that's A-L-I-V-E-N-U-E. Your nails will thank you later. I just couldn't imagine going to a quote-unquote friend's party and then 
having something happen to me right after the party and then having the person who invited me to the party not say a goddamn thing to me like you heard about it. it's all over the news but you know nothing i mean we don't know if she reached out to her privately that may have been the case but the fact that she tried on a public level to disassociate herself from them in, when it happened, that's not cool. I think that wasn't right at all. And I think it goes to the fact, again, of a lot of people staying silent in this situation and making Black women, making Meg the Stallion, making Megan Pete have to force herself to deal with this on her own. And that was not fair. And people who've been listening to her music, who've been following her along, people in the music industry, they should have done better. They should have done better, and they didn't. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, And also, I want to put it out there that although there are normal people like us celebrating this verdict, there are people who are, you know, taking Tory Lane's side. You know, he has some ride-or-die supporters who ride with him no matter how violent he is. And, you know, some have even signed a petition for an appeal. Um, And, you know, let's also keep in mind that R. Kelly still has supporters, and so did uh, Charles Manson. So, really, you could do no wrong. And (laughs) people will follow you no matter what you do. Exactly. People are always going to uh, protect abusers. That is a fact of life. We've seen this time and time again. Again, as you said, R. Kelly... um, uh, who, yeah, R. Kelly specifically, like, he has people to this day thinking he didn't do what he did, even though there is physical proof of <laughs> what he did, right? And that, like, it doesn't make any sense that you have all this proof. You have documents, receipts, everything needed to say that Tory Lanez shot Megan. And you gonna puff your chest out and you're gonna say, no, that did not happen. I remember when the announcement came out, I checked Twitter what was trending? Not guilty. The hashtag not guilty was trending for Tory Lanes, And I was just like... And free Tory Lanes. This is free Tory Lanes. Free too. Tory Lanes. And free Tory Lanes too. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Like, I don't want to question people's intelligence, but I truly believe most people on Twitter were dropped as a baby multiple times. Because how do you sit here and look at all these evidence, all these facts, all these things, and still say Megan's a liar? what unreal you'll always find those kind of people chris brown still has diehard supporters despite all of the things he continues to do he continues to be abusive the man's a druggie an abuser like a stalker he stalked who was it karuche when they were together abuses all his girlfriends have been abused by him or most of them have been abused by him restraining orders against him Okay, speak on it. And people are still saying, oh, he's my favorite artist. Kelly Rowland believes he deserves respect. I remember that. What award show was that? Wasn't that, um, was it the Grant? No, wasn't it the Grammy? The no, BET Award. Was it BET or AMAs? I thought it was the a- uh, AMAs, American Music Awards. I, I think it might have been oh, AMAs, oh, but one of those, right? But I, I remember she did yeah, that. Yeah. I, I remember she she did her little speech and i was like you really thought you did something miss roland miss roland sit down <laughs> have been several seats mama because you don't know what you're talking about no idea what you thought jordan Sparks said it too jordan Sparks said we have a right to change he's a great person he's a great two women now i feel bad for karushi tran who was in the audience when kelly roland was defending him she was in the audience 
Wow, I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. And that's the issue again. So let's think about it like this. This music culture is so small. It is so niche. Everybody probably knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's secrets. Everybody knows everybody's whatever, right? You know all these things. You're in this circle. You have the ability to access not only the public information of just fans whatever but then you also have the knowledge of what celebrity culture is happening on a ground level you have both of these sources of information and yet you still choose to pick the lie you still choose to pick protecting the abuser just because they make great music that's that's literally their only reason for protecting these people is because they are quote-unquote talented and make great music that is really it and it's just sick. It's sick. It makes no sense. It's disappointing, especially for people like Kelly Rowland, someone who I truly love as an artist, as a singer and whatnot. And then for her to go out and say, well, we need to still respect him. We still, I don't need to respect an abuser. They can kick rocks. Like, that's it. Tory Lanez can kick rocks. And for you to go in and, and protect him and Jordan Sparks as well with her no air having self, they, they can't. They can go kick, kick rocks as well. And I want to say, Kelly Rowland, I got a problem with you because all the black women, all the black women that were mad as hell when you got on Hot 97 and Rosenberg was saying that, you know, you play sick and fiddle to Beyonce. How was that? Which was really disrespectful to her. Like, we all came behind her and said, yo, what? You remember know, that? Yeah. We all defended her and said, yo, that question should have never been asked. No, I remember that. Because we were like, Kelly Rowland can stand on her own. She can stand on her own two feet. Like, we're not gonna... Beyonce's Beyonce, but we're not gonna say, like, Kelly Rowland isn't talented, isn't an amazing artist, isn't all these things. I remember people were, like, defending her and saying, like, no, that question was hella rude. It was unnecessary. And it shouldn't have been asked. It was unprofessional. You're trying to start some mess. So then to go from that to this, it's just like... <sighs> we had your back, girl. Come on, we had our back. Girl, what the black hell? Twitter was mad. Literally, it's like... Not, like, not why you make me look stupid. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, now you go, why you gonna make me look dumb? <laughs> I mean, these, this is what, and, and the hip-hop industry it really does uplift problematic men. Oh, 100%. I mean, look at the things that have been said for years, and we're just, and we're just like, eh. Especially the women, we're like, eh, whatever. You know, we still like, no. No. <laughs> no. No, I, I, there's this, um... There's this, like, blatant acceptance of violence in the hip-hop community. There's this under-level of just, like, oh, we'll just brush it under the rug. It is what it is. It just happens and whatever. Yeah, we treat women like shit, but that's just what it is. And it's, like, it's been done for so long. From back in the day with Foxy Brown, you got Remy Ma, you got Little Kim, and all these things. They've all been abused in some level by the music industry, but it's just been a way of just accepting it and yeah. just being like, this is just the way it is. If you want to come up in this music industry, then you need to learn how it is to just be abused. And it's like, no, why can't my talent speak for my for, speak for itself? And why do I have to be hurt, abused, fucking shot to be like, oh, I'm a great artist and all these things. And it's also like, ugh. and if we, if we can think about it too, Megan Thee Stallion Really, to be honest, most niggas, excuse me, most people wouldn't even know who Tory Lanez is 
without this whole situation happening to Megan. Let's keep it a buck 50. Let's really keep it a buck. Because the last... Ain't that something? Because the last song this motherfucker came out with was in 2016. That was really it. The last, like, popping song that came out was in 2016. So, in 2020, he comes out of nowhere, shoots her... And now his, you know, his stuff, his stuff is getting higher. His dreams are getting higher. His numbers are getting higher off of this woman's pain, off of her getting shot in the foot. Which is sick. Which is sick. Yo, Meg needs to make an album ASAP. I want her to make a diss album so bad. Oh, she kind of did. Shots Fired was, was fire. Shots Fired. She come out with that song in her last album. I want a whole album. I want like a whole thing dedicated to her. Just oh, you want to hold shit. this album? Oh, hell yeah! A whole thing. That's what I need. I need her to really no, like get real. it out because I feel like she's been too nice. To be honest, I feel like she's been too nice to these motherfuckers too long. I feel like they deserve to get called out. I feel like anybody who's even tried to hit her up, try to get some sex from her, she needs to set them on a list on a bar. Like she needs to say like. This, 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 this. They all tried to get in my pants. I said no, and they didn't protect me. I want her to, like, call out people, say names. And also, I want her to sue these media outlets, these fake journalists, for spreading misinformation. That, too. They're trying to do that. The lawyers are trying to sue, I think. I think so, too, and I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're definitely trying to sue. Because, okay, did you see, um, oh, what was it? I think it was the Black Media Caucus for the White House and how there was only, like, one Black person there, really. (laughs) And it was people, like, from the Shade Room, Neighborhood Talk. Um, Yeah, I'll send you you the link to it, but it was literally, like, most of the people there were from Hispanic descent, but there was, like, one visibly Black person there at the Black Media caucus at the white house nobody really like literally there's a photo of people you gotta be kidding it was insane photo like a group photo of people from the shade house the shade room um the neighborhood talk all those little like media outlets that are instagram and social media whatever all of them lined up suits and tied and all that and i'm like Mm -hmm. all y'all are liars you don't know you don't have journalism ethics you don't know what you're talking about. You post viral things. You do things for clickbait. We're crazy. Crazy. And I can't wait for the day that they get sued by Megan Thee Stallion for spreading all these lies. As journalists, our job is so important. Honestly, it really is so important. And it really just showed the good journalists from the shitty journalists. This, this whole situation, right? Exactly. You know, we went to school for this. We, we mm-hmm. This is a craft. Not everybody can do it, Okay. <laughs> exactly not everybody and I, do and think that's the issue is people people think it's just you typing you're writing and that's it or you know you're on tv or you're doing uh, whatever but that's not the case like you're literally this is a craft there are ethics involved there are certain rules that you have to abide by when you are writing certain things and it doesn't involve clickbait it doesn't involve lying to the public it doesn't involve picking sides it doesn't involve any of those things but throughout this case with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez it has literally been a majority of these black media outlets choosing Tory Lanez or literally not saying a single thing about the case at all in vouching for Megan Thee Stallion nothing and it's it just shows like and that that's crazy too because that think about it a lot of people you know I follow the shade room 
I just have it on my thing and I see it from time to time. But a lot of people who are following the shade room are usually people who, you know, they're taking this as like their CNN. They're taking this as like ABC News. That's what they're taking these outlets as. They're taking these as reputable journalistic outlets, not actual instead of taking them as like a blog site or a little like a little thing they're taking them as actual journalistic websites and that's the crazy part because they're spreading the most information about the case yet these are what these people are taking in unreal absolutely unreal yeah and also i want to shout out meg's boyfriend party for really being her rock through this like that man has been a ride or die from the beginning to end he when no one else fucking did it he posted a message supporting her and any other women who've been violently assaulted. Um, now, unlike Tori, that is a real man. Yeah, I'm not someone who's like, oh, a girl needs a boyfriend for this and that, but I'm so glad she has him because she doesn't have her parents. She doesn't have anyone. And this has been her rock. Solid. And it was so great to see him be with what no one else could be. I just hope that Megan does heal because i know this verdict is very it's nice that she got justice but that doesn't stop her from still reliving those memories and she did relive them at the trial you know she did relive them and it's like you know the healing process will take a while and we just hear where we hope she gets that and moves forward yeah no exactly i i hope that she does find some level of peace some level of joy, whatever that may be to her. I hope she knows that the people with common sense and the people with some level of proper education are supporting her (laughs) and are there for her, truly. Honestly, I do mean that seriously, is that I hope she doesn't take any of what the naysayers are saying. I hope she understands that her truth is her truth. And a gaslighter is always going to be a gaslighter, and all you can do is let them just chat away into their own... And they're on the grave, honestly. Facts. And the hip-hop industry, which I grew up on that. You know, I grew up on hip-hop, rap. We grew up on all that stuff. And I, it hurts to know that it doesn't have our back. But I, I still always, you know, again, I'm a big fan of all that stuff. And do better, guys. Do better. I mean, but honestly, think about it. Who has a black woman's back more than a black woman? We have each other's back. And that's why this platform, pro-black woman. Pro, okay, unless you got it confused or twisted, it's pro-black woman, always and forever. <laughs> pro-black woman, anyone listening, you got to be pro-black woman to listen. <laughs> exactly, that's a requirement. It's, a, it's the requirement now. No, truly. Black women have never been protected, especially in these United States. Like, we have never been a protected group. We have always been considered on some level disposable. We've yeah. been considered less than human, you know, We've had the stereotypes, the Jezebel, there's the welfare mom, all of these things. These are all hurtful, untrue statements Mm -hmm. to diminish our power as black women. And that has been done for generations upon generations. And it's, it's disgusting and sad to see that there's no end to it. That even someone who is as powerful, as popular as Megan Thee Stallion, as rich as Megan Thee Stallion... And she's still dealing with the effects of misogynoir on such a deep level, on such a public level, too. 
Yes, for sure. But hey, girl, Meg, if you're listening, if you ever listen, we're here for you. We're always here for you. We got you. In <laughs> hip-hop community, we're going to keep holding you accountable. It's time. But uh, but yeah, oh my God, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. As usual, you brought so much into the into the episode. So girl, come back again. You won't get your certificate next time, okay? I'm going to mail it to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. No, mail it to me. It's always been great to talk to you. Like, I'll be the alumni. (laughs) And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson. 